morning, Goldale, and hello to all of my fellow liberty-loving Americans all across the fruited plains from sea to shining sea. This is the host who loves you the most, Luke Throop here, on another fine, fantastic, fiery sort of Friday for Torch Report 476. They are eager to make you a slave. Friends, today we will be uh, parsing some cognitive dissonance to grasp how they're melting your mind. Holy smokes, you know... Friends, uh, today I, I tell you what, as I was cruising through the news and checking out the headlines, I, I thought I saw a ghost. I mean, seriously, never in a billion years did I expect to see the smiling face of George W. Bush gracing the front page of Politico. Let alone would I have ever anticipated such a used-up liberal rag would be waxing eloquent and shining on with a flattering piece that was singing his praises. Friends, they, they hate George W. Bush. So, I mean, what's up here? You know, I thought, geez, this has to be the outlier in today's headline analysis. And I did put a screenshot in the report today, friends. Hey, if you're listening on a podcast platform, please know you just have to go to thetorchreport.com, thetorchreport.com, and check out this spiffy screenshot of George W. Bush gracing the front page of the liberal rag Politico. And it says, the strange return of George W. Bush. I mean, are you kidding me? The strange return of George W. Bush. Friends, it is strange indeed, but it gets even stranger here. I'm going to share a little excerpt from Politico. Uh, They say, and I quote, for a decade and a half, we've gotten used to a very different W. The hugger of Michelle Obama, the surprisingly good painter of wounded warriors and immigrants, and the forthright disapprover of insurrectionism, isolationism, and nativism. He's been dissed by MAGA Republicans and embraced by Washington Democrats. Now, though, the bloody terrorist assault by Hamas and the looming war make him seem less like a man out of time than a man of the moment. Cue the record scratch. You know, what? What the hell is going on here? George W. Bush. That's who we're talking about, right? I mean, the man that has been lambasted and derided. I mean, he was every single day during his eight years of presidency. He was being absolutely shamed and ridiculed and, I mean, harassed by the media for everything. From his weapons of mass destruction, uh, the justification for invading the Middle East, to his unintelligent-sounding thick Texas drawl, they hated the man. They made fun of him all the time. And now George W. Bush is being embraced by established Democrats. Friends, there has to be something going on here. And get this. I mean, I I had to dig into this one a little bit. It got me scratching my head. Uh... I did a little a search for George W. Bush is a bonehead because I know that was one of the phrases they tossed out a lot back in the day. And get this. Take a careful note of the top results. When I searched in DuckDuckGo, uh, I searched for George W. Bush is a bonehead. And the results that popped up were nothing short of astounding. The first three results, a Democrat just suggested... George W. Bush for the Speaker of the House. 
The next, America really needs W right now, says Politico. And then over at Forbes, House Democrat lawmaker floats George W. Bush for the Speaker of the House. There's a nice little picture of him, former U.S. president, uh, ranger owner. Uh, I mean, he just looks so smiley and so approachable. And I mean, the results for searching for George W. Bush as a bonehead, okay, the results show a flattering, friendly picture of good old Uncle George to quote Politico, I shit you not, good old Uncle Joe, or sorry, good old Uncle George. And then they, you know, followed by this lineup of fawning leftist sources claiming that America really needs W right now. America needs W right now. And Democrat lawmakers are floating George W. Bush as the Speaker of the House. You have to be kidding me. There are three things I want to point out here, okay? The first thing is, this is cognitive dissonance. Cognitive dissonance is a, a tool of psychological warfare. This, this propaganda is to create cognitive dissonance. And quite ironically, uh, I, I went in to look up some research on the topic of cognitive dissonance as a tool of psychological warfare, and I found some reports. I put several of them in the report today, uh, one by the RAND organization, How Cognitive Dissonance and Repression Shape Russian Perception. Perceptions. Interesting. Cognitive dissidence as a psychological warfare is shaping Russian perceptions. The next one was how China, uh, China's cognitive warfare is shaping uh, the Chinese perspective. This is the front line of modern warfare. National Defense University says Americans must engage in the fight for strategic cognitive terrain that gets into cognitive dissidence. Uh, NATO's got in on it and all this kind of stuff. So we see cognitive dissonance as a tool of psychological warfare being used everywhere. Uh, they say it's happening all around the world, but probably not at home, but it's happening right here at home. You know, Bush being portrayed as a forthright disapprover of insurrectionism, isolationism, and nativism to say, you know, the America needs good old W coming from leftist sources. That is the textbook definition of cognitive dissonance. And the way that he's being portrayed uh, as a stalwart defender of the entrenched two-party political establishment, you know, it, it is a smack in the face. It's an absolute mockery of anyone who who considers themselves to be, you know, to have half a brain, uh, let alone these liberal intellectuals who think they're so damn smart, you know. But the second thing I want to point out is, is the fact they're portraying him this way is little more than the fact that he's, is because of the fact that he is a globalist, okay? He is a globalist entrenching the two-party, uh, defending the entrenched two-party system. So they're circling the wagons here around the political establishment. And the third thing I want to point out is that the fact that Bush has been dissed by MAGA Republicans is portrayed as a badge of honor, right? Unsupp unsurprisingly, you know, the, the political article offers uh, a few juicy digs at Trump, right? They're quoting Bush as dissing Trump like, like Bush is some sort of progressive hipster because Bush is dissing Trump and, and he's, you know, being dissed by MAGA Republicans. And I mean, come on, everybody knows the MAGA Republicans are just a bunch of, you know, right-wing extremists and all of that kind of stuff. And as backwards as all of this is, hence the cognitive dissonance, uh, at the exact same time, Today, we find CNN running a similar slant. They're lifting up the rhino Mitt, Mitt Romney. And they're holding Mitt Romney up as if he's some sort of level-headed leader and voice of reason within the Republican Party. I don't think 
that the fact that Politico is holding up George Bush and CNN is holding up Mitt Romney is is a coincidence, and it sure as hell is not an accident. So, you know, they're holding up Mitt Romney while ever so slyly mocking MAGA Republican Jim Georgia Jordan for his flailing speakership bid, you know, and it's like, what, what can I say here? You know, the, the level of irony really needs no explanation. So let's, let's go ahead and just take a deep breath. <sighs> and zoom out a little bit, way out, zoop, we want to go way out, because there's two things I do want to focus on today. The first is this aspect of psychological warfare and the intentional manipulation of public perception. We've talked about it a lot, but it's been a while. The second thing I want to focus on today is the subtle censorship and the algorithmic social interventions that are, in fact, warping the public psyche. Uh, And taken together, if we look at the intentional manipulation, psychological warfare, and the censorship, we can see both the offensive and the defensive strategies of the secret cabal that's working to enslave us all, you know. Uh, Matter of fact, the CNN, the headline there was, Mitt Romney criticizes Fox News and right-wing media for warping the Republican Party, okay? It's, it's, it's the right-wing media and, 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 and all this that's warping the Republican Party. No, it's the psychological warfare that's warping the minds of Americans, particularly uh, Republicans at this point, uh, but liberals as well. I mean, it's on both sides. People are just getting, you know, mentally manipulated at an, uh, <laughs> an inconceivable ways, friends. So, Those, what I want to say here, I guess, is that those who understand how this psychological warfare works, those who are wielding these techniques, are the puppet masters who are orchestrating the current chaos. And this current chaos is being orchestrated to collapse the current global power structure, i.e. U.S. and Western dominance. And they're destroying U.S. and Western dominance in favor of the multipolar new world order that was first publicly mentioned by the senior Bush, good old H.W. Bush. Um, he, he talked about the New World Order in speeches both to the U.S. Congress and the United Nations. So to talk about uh, dest- the destruction of America for the sake of imposing a New World Order, friends, this is not conspiracy. This is fact. But what's mind-boggling to me is I, I was going to put a, a link to the video of George Bush saying that. I was looking for it. Of course, all the search results, they only pull up YouTube. And despite the fact that George Bush is on record, H.W. is on record repeatedly talking about the New World Order, it's recorded on C-SPAN, it's in the congressional record, YouTube is still flagging the New World Order as a conspiracy theory, even on the videos that are proving otherwise. So plug into YouTube, H.W. Bush, New World Order speech, and you get a speech from American History TV, and it says the speech that defined a presidency, a new world order. But you don't see that headline until first you get the context that the new world order is a conspiracy theory that hypothesizes a secretly emerging totalitarian government. Friends, you can't make this stuff up. But this example, along with you know the manipulated search results about George Bush being a bonehead, these are perfect examples 
of algorithmic social interventions. And I put the link in, in the report today to go back to refresh on what algorithmic social interventions are. Uh, they're being used by the WHO to immunize humanity against misinformation, these algorithmic social interventions. But they were first used for political interventions, election interventions. They've been used in election interventions as a matter of fact, in over 284 different elections around the world. So anyway, the algorithms, i.e. the weaponized AI, are being actively used to defend the secret cabal's identity and their agenda. If you think about it, you know, uh, you know how does a search for Bush as a bonehead turn up liberal talking points floating Bush as the Speaker of the House? You know, logically speaking, there's no, no rational connection there. And the same goes for flagging the term New World Order as a conspiracy under a video of the president using the words New World Order, you know, in an official address of Congress. You know, logically speaking, that makes no sense. However, the fact that these examples make no sense is ultimately part of the strategy, right? When things don't make sense, our minds become uncomfortable. This is the gist of cognitive dissonance, and this is why it's a tool of psychological warfare. When the mind becomes uncomfortable, that drives the mind to make sense of things by creating a story. That story reconciles the disparities in one's own perspective, and it is the creation of this story. When the mind tries to make sense of things, that the cleverly crafted narrative, that the propaganda can be stealthily inserted into the subconscious minds of the unsuspecting public. And the result of this is the adoption of delusional thinking that is nefariously designed to kill one's critical thinking, i.e. menticide, which leads directly to the subconscious taming that we've been warned about by psychologists uh, since the 1950s. Now, uh, I've dove into this a lot. We won't have time to get into it again today, but for those unfamiliar, I did put several reports as a launching pad to dive into this menticide to this subconscious taming. It's a real deal uh, as warned about by clinical psychologists for decades. So you can also dig into uh, more of the government research on psychological warfare by diving into the RAND studies. I put There's a couple links in the report today on what they call Military Information Support Operations, MISO, okay? Military Information Support Operations. And if you were to dig into these studies and understand how brainwashing, menticide, subconscious taming works, how propagandizing works, uh, it lays bare some very disturbing truths, friends. We are hackable animals, but we're not soulless hackable animals. So when you add to the mix the fact that Experts are now warning that very soon the entire internet could be generated by AI. Okay, that was an article out today. Uh, it, and this, the fact that the you know, 99.9% of the internet could be generated by AI, it's because AI can generate so much content so quickly, including deep fakes that are absolutely indistinguishable from real-life videos, real-life pictures, real-life audio. People will not be able to tell the difference, period. Experts will not be able to tell the difference, period. And with all of this together, we have a recipe for deception at a scale that is truly incomprehensible, friends. And please understand, this deception is well underway. This is the offensive strategy of the secret global 
cabal. And I just want to clarify again for the listening audience, you know, the secret global cabal, that's their words, not mine. And I'm going to share a little quote from David Rockefeller's memoirs, quote, some even believe we are part of a secret cabal working against the best interests of the United States characterizing my family and me as internationalists and of conspiring with others around the world to build a new world order. One world, if you will. And if that's the charge, I stand guilty and I am proud of it. Period. End quote. So there you have it, you know. Uh, David Rockefeller himself admits to the secret cabal undermining the United States. And this, this invisible hand of the powerful global elites are working toward a new world order, and they are actively undermining and conspiring against the United States. They've said so, they've said it out loud, and it's a fact that they are openly proud of. So keep this in mind while we watch the U.S. being systematically drug into a new world war, right? In reality, this war is going to inevitably lead to the destruction of America. There's World War III. We're going down, period. I think that's the plan. You know, both economically and militarily, we are in no position to, might, to fight a global war on multiple fronts. And when properly understood, we can see that this is precisely the plan. And most dis disconcertingly, you know, the... Uh, the current corrupt political establishment right here in our, in our own country, on both sides of the aisle, are wholeheartedly in on this game. Now, some of them are useful idiots uh, whose greed and lust for power, American politicians whose greed and lust for power has blinded them to this truth. It, it kind of makes them into unwitting accomplices. But unfortunately... There are many others in the political establishment who know exactly what they are doing, and they believe that it's all for the sake of the greater good. Friends, what's important to realize here is that such beliefs are, you know, despite being sincerely held convictions, these, these are actually ideas, these are concepts that have been intentionally planted in the minds of the Americans' uh, elite ruling class in order to advance the real overarching agenda, which is total global control and the depopulation of planet Earth, as we've been discussing this week. So that, that, that there are leaders all around the globe who believe that they have a moral obligation to take control over our lives and reduce the human population, this is a perfect and powerful testament to just how powerful fifth-generation warfare has become. When we realize how effective the techniques of mental manipulation are, when we realize how widely they are being used and, and how many elected leaders and intelligent people have already succumbed to them, friends, then we begin to realize the full scope of this threat. Once these techniques of psychological manipulation are openly turned upon the unsuspecting peasants as they currently are, as they have been since Obama signed off on it back in 2012, then it's essentially checkmate, right? When they use these techniques against people who have no idea that they're being manipulated, we're screwed. And that's where we're at right now. The, uh, the Smith-Mund Act, Modernization Act of 2012, by the way, Obama signed off on this. Uh, it specifically authorizes taxpayer money to be used for propagandizing in the United States. That is a direct quote from the congressional record link in the report. And they're using the, uh, this tool of propagandizing in the United States in order to influence public opinion, which is to say that Obama authorized the government to control 
how Americans think. Ten years ago, Barack Hussein Obama authorized the government to control how Americans think. And no, you know, get this, you know, they're using your money to do it, okay? To just kind of bring it full circle and wrap it up here, friends. Recall that when Obama declared he was five days away from fundamentally transforming the United States of America, it was directly on the heels of criticizing George W. Bush. To quote Barack Hussein Obama, he says, quote, After decades of broken politics in Washington and eight years of failed policies from George W. Bush, we are five days away from fundamentally transforming the United States of America, period, end quote. The fact that the liberal left is now bending American minds toward accepting Uncle George as a pillar of democracy, as a forthright disp- disapprover of insurrectionism, that tells you everything you need to know about how effective this propagandizing has been. Uh, it, friends, the masses are so mixed up. They're so confused. They don't know what to think or, or what to believe. They don't know who to trust, which is exactly why we are witnessing a whole of government of effort to rebuild the trust in government. Think about what that means, friends. Executive order from the you know, the sock puppet Joe Biden, you know, they're, they're working to rebuild trust in government. Americans are being systematically programmed to accept the statement, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. They're being programmed to accept that statement as truth. I'm from the government and I'm here to help. But not long ago, such words would have sent chills down the collective American spine, friends. The government is eager to help you make sense of what's happening in the Middle East. They are eager to help you make sense of what's happening in Ukraine. They are eager to help you make sense of the current political chaos both abroad and at home. They are eager to help you stay safe, to get your boosters. They are eager to educate your children. They are eager to protect you from misinformation. They are eager to make sure you enjoy a sustainable diet, that you share and promote the values of diversity, equity, and inclusion, and that you passively accept their creeping tyranny. Friends, most of all, using all the techniques above, they are eager to make you a slave. My question to every American today is, have they already succeeded? Friends, resist, we must, and that is the message of my heart for today. Friends, if you're enjoying this podcast, please take the time to go to the website, thetortureport.com, find the heart, click the heart, give me some love, subscribe if you have not subscribed already, and of course, the greatest honor of all is if you share this podcast with everyone you know. Get out there and have a fine, fabulous Friday. Enjoy a wonderful weekend, friends, and I'll look forward to talking to you again soon.